time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Bennett Gainey. The crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. I'm Jordan Black, and you're watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Howdy, my name is Jennifer Streeter, covering all things Texas A&M athletics and recruiting, and you're watching Crunch Time Plays. Jaden Bradford here, four-star quarterback, class of 2024, and uh, you're watching and listening to the Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, I always look for Crunch Time Plays. Welcome in, everybody, to Crunch Time Plays today. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just like the Arkansas Razorbacks have been making a lot of Crunch Time Plays recently coming off their 9-4 2021 campaign. Already have great success in recruiting in the portal as well. And, and we're making our own Crunch Time Play today, bringing in Jordan Black to talk about it all. Jordan, hope you're doing well, and thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, and and I know you've you got a lot of exciting things coming up, and but so do so do the the Razorbacks coming off their nine and four a season in in 2021. But you know, a lot of people, it's crazy to think where Arkansas was just a couple years ago when they brought a Sam Pittman to Fayetteville. Now they've gone nine and four in the 2021 season. But you no, know, a lot of people would look at that, and a lot of people are focused on you know whether or not you make the playoff or not these days, but look at a nine and four record for Arkansas. If you're not in Arkansas, if you're not in the SEC, you don't, a lot of people probably don't really think that that's a great record, but the, of the four losses, obviously two of them were two, you know, teams that played in the national championship game. And then one, you know, was a classic 52 to 51 against Ole Miss that set a school record in wins for 10 wins in the regular season. So, a lot of even though went nine and four, still a very very positive uh, year for for Sam Pittman and the group. It's funny when you say four losses. I've been here four seasons to cover <laughs> four seasons, and the first two, Arkansas had four wins, none of which were SEC. So I I think to set it up and give this some perspective. Um, when I came here, it was the beginning of the Chad Morris era. And I always kind of tell a uh, funny and probably not so funny for Arkansas fans, but my very first game was a couple games into the 2018 season and Chad Morris had just been hired. So it was his first, his first season and North Texas was in town. And the beginning of the game was that iconic fake fair catch that North Texas ran back for a touchdown. And I just remember looking around and being one stunned that that had happened, and two, it, you kind of got this sense that that was a metaphor for what the rest of that era would look like, because no one was as like alarmed that something like that was happening. Um, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, Arkansas messed up. Like that, that was really bad, right? The terrible play. Um, but it was like funny and shocking and alarming and all of those things. And like I said, it was kind of a metaphor for what the next couple of years in that era would look like as far as coaching shakeups, um, bad, bad losses at home away in the SEC to cupcake teams. And um, like you said, the turnaround has been so great. And if you're not 
in the state of Arkansas, if you're not familiar with the SEC, it doesn't seem like nine wins is significant. But if you are familiar with what this team has been through, nine wins is not even what you thought this team would be able to accomplish in year two under this coaching staff prior to this season. I thought they would have been so grateful, for lack of a better term, to accomplish that five or six win threshold. And that's not me being a pessimist. That was me being realistic, knowing how tough the SEC West is. Um, So to see that they were able to get to that nine win threshold, to go to and win a bowl game, to get some good transfers, to you know, end the year with, with not a a ton of guys leaving or, you know, the ones that did, you were like, you, you understood. Um, I think you're happy if you're an Arkansas fan. I think you're also, even if you're not a fan, you're very, um, pleased with watching what's, what's going on here because, you know, you understand that the hire that was made and, um, you know, how, how fruitful it's been. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people, you know, talk about culture these days and in in college football hires and and head coaching hires and and obviously in a state that's unique uh, just like Arkansas just like South Carolina is in a lot of ways where there's no pro sports teams you almost it's very unique to where you almost want your head coach to to eat sleep and breed the school and and bleed Arkansas if you will and and Sam Pittman certainly has embraced that and he's certainly uh, done that so far and he's obviously built such a a great culture to where everybody wants to come play there it doesn't have too many people leave and even you know, Kendall Bryles with an opportunity to leave and go to Miami to be the offensive coordinator he decides to turn that down to stay at Arkansas just speaks to to the culture and the environment that Sam Pittman's created in Fayetteville this in these last couple of years yeah to both of those points um Sam Pittman said multiple times this is his last job it's the one he wants you got that sense when he got emotional at his introductory press conference that he was so thankful to have this opportunity and he wasn't going to take it lightly and he was going to make the state proud and, and work really hard at that. It wasn't, you know, a job that he was going to take for granted. And I think we've, we've seen that um, from a media and a fan standpoint. Um, He makes it really easy to cover this team. He makes, he's very approachable. He doesn't, um, sugarcoat anything he's not cliche and I think that's that's a really that's a high praise coming from somebody in media I want to talk to the coach and I want him to tell me what's going on and I want him to explain why something went wrong or why it went right or why he did something or why he believes in this guy over this guy or why he doesn't um and I really like that about him we talk to coaches all the time and now I've been in this business you know however many years and there's plenty of cliche coaches and it gets old. Um, so I really, really enjoy that about him. And, you know, he could be cliche and winning too, so that's okay, but he's not. And I, I really um, can't say enough good things about him. Um, as far as Kendall Bryle go, Bryles goes, um, I was talking to Brandon Marcello during the season. I think it was before the Alabama game, maybe the LSU game and he from 24 seven sports and we were talking about how difficult and what one of the biggest recruiting things that Sam Pittman was going to have to do this offseason was keep his coordinators. Um, you got the sense that he was probably going to keep Barry Odom unless it was for a head coaching job. 
because Barry Odom has already been a head coach in the SEC and those two adore each other. They go on walks all the time and um, they've, got, they've got a good thing going. But of course, he's been a head coach. So if he gets a head coaching job, you know, he, he should go. And Kendall Bryles, the same thing. You're not going to make a lateral move. Um, to me, I, I see the appeal of Miami. I'm from South Florida. So I understand like the living there, right? Like there's no state income tax. The weather's great. Um, you get the you get to say you're living in Miami versus Northwest Arkansas. As someone who is from there, I understand what saying those two things, the difference that it creates. Um, because I say I live in Arkansas all the time and I know the response it gets because people haven't been here. But um one thing Brandon and I talked about was how difficult it would be is if Kendall Bryles left how hard it was going to be for Sam to maintain the offense that he was running. And obviously you talk about like you could get another coordinator who likes to run the ball in here, but it's not the same because you have this quarterback that they recruited um, or that they molded, I should say, to come in here and run their offense and to literally run the ball. Um, And that was going to be hard to replicate with somebody else because that's, the Bryles way and it's the way that Sam Pittman has trusted Bryles. So to be able to keep him and to not have to bring in a new quarter uh, coordinator to have to, you know, adjust those relationships and adjust the playbook and all of those things. You're so far ahead already next season that you, that speaks volumes. You can't, you can't say enough about um, that part. And I know you, you're, you have one new quarterback coming in. Um, and, you know, maybe if they move Malik Hornsby to a wide receiver, you know, there's questions about that kind of stuff. But just having a relationship already, you're already, you know, worlds or maybe we should say months, weeks ahead of where you'd be if you were gone. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And KJ Jefferson obviously is coming back. And, and very, I know everybody's very excited about that. And, and it seems like not, it's really good that, that KJ Jefferson is is coming back because when you think about where – the SEC West is obviously Alabama is is the the king of the West, but when you think about Arkansas's place uh, in the West right now, Ole Miss restocked at, at quarterback. Obviously, adding Jackson Dart from the from the transfer portal, and, and Luke Altmyer still coming along as well. And and Brian Kelly, he's about to to start building at LSU. Brian Harson trying to rebound uh, at Auburn. So when you think about the kind of the doggy dog way days of the sec west it it's gonna feel like it's gonna serve arkansas very well next year to already have that that solid uh, foundation at quarterback when there's still a couple other teams out there uh, that are trying to to still build a quarterback AM's gonna have a competition so it seems like arkansas already has a little bit of a leg up there in terms of of having a returning quarterback and they can count on you, you also have those intangibles um, of, you know, toward the end of the season, Coach and KJ himself talked about how much of a leader he'd become in the locker room and on the sideline. And so you're losing guys who were that, like Grant Morgan, um, the linebacker, and um, you lost Joe Fouché, who, who was a captain. Guys like that who were really vocal. You keep KJ. You have the Jalen Catalan coming back, who was a quarter uh, captain. So having that in KJ, I think is, is so important because he really came into his own. He was kind of a shy guy and I would argue that he still is, but 
he's gotten so much more comfortable as his game progressed, right? Who doesn't become more confident when you're doing better on the field? Um, and as we saw him progress game after game, because I really thought he got better with every outing, um, you feel better, you look better, you project that. And he really did that. And so he brings that back. And then, of course, just the inevitable experience that he has. And, um, you know, he can tell guys what it's like to go play at Jerry World when they do that. Um, he can tell guys, you know, this is what it's like when you travel for a bowl game and um, what it's like to play Alabama, Alabama, but this year they're going to come here and all of those things. Um, you know, I, I think he has so much experience that he can talk about. Um, and they have, you know, that on both sides of the ball. And that's so important because, you know, they'll bring it back in linebacker bumper pool who's coming back for another year. And so to have that on both sides and kind of even it out, I think is really, really important. And um, I think this is going to be just another great year for KJ Jefferson, knock on wood, that nothing stops that for him. Cause I would love, you know, nothing more than for him to prove all those people wrong. Like he did this year. Um, you know, you looked at those charts and lists at the beginning of the season when they said he was the worst quarterback in the SEC and we didn't know better, right? We never saw him. Um, I always laugh thinking back to, again, that beginning season when I came in, maybe the second season too, Arkansas started five different quarterbacks and there's so much to be said about just starting the same guy. And the fact that next year we already know who QB one is because he's proved himself. And the guys know that. And so you can go into spring practice and be like, all right, here's QB1. Let's see how Malik's doing. Let's see maybe if Cade Fortin's the guy or, um, you know, if Cade Renfro can feel better. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, for spring ball, that's going to be the case. But anyway, all those things, again, things that you just, you can't, they're intangible. And so kind of coming from a, a mental standpoint, I think those are all really important. Yeah, and the the outside perception of of KJ Jefferson, if you're somebody that is not from the the SEC footprint, if you're living somewhere else, you the outside perception of of KJ Jefferson wouldn't be very good. But also, the outside perception of of Arkansas is wouldn't be as good because I know a lot of obviously everybody is concerned about the playoff. Everybody's concerned about competing for obviously SEC championships, obviously Arkansas wants to do that, but just to put it all into perspective, when you think about the teams that Arkansas has to play every year in the SEC West, and obviously their two of their losses this year came to Alabama and Georgia, the two participants in the national championship game. You're, you're not, even though Arkansas went nine and four, if you were to, to stick them into another conference to say, if you would have stuck them in the ACC uh, this past year, they probably would have won 11 games and competed uh, for that playoff spot. So the out, outside perception obviously tells everybody that you're, you're, you're not, you're always what your record says you are, but that's not the case with Arkansas. They're not, they're a much better team than, than what their record indicates. So you're not in college football. You're not always what your record says you are. Yeah. I think that's really one of the hard things and maybe what you're getting yourself into as a, recruit or a player when you come here and it's probably one of the things that one of the first things that coach Pittman and his guys are talking about when they go into somebody's house and recruit them and recruit their parents um you know how hard the SEC West is we all do and then like this year even their non-conference games are going to be hard um they play Cincinnati here they play South Carolina from the east um they have to travel to BYU 
those aren't cupcake games. Um, of course, you have a couple, but it it's hard. The SEC West, and there, there's no doubt. I don't I don't think anybody could even argue that there's a conference that duplicates it. So I think that's one of the things they probably talk about, and it's maybe one of those things where you just say, "Hey, you're gonna get every you know you may not come here, and in four years we're probably not going to the playoff because the playoff system, how it looks at least in the next four years more than likely is still four teams and it should expand. Right. And we, that could be a whole nother conversation, but maybe as a coach and I, I don't know the insight into their recruiting, but I have worked in recruiting in the past. And maybe you talk about, Hey, you might not go to the playoff and we might not win 11 games, but you're going to be on the sec network or ESPN every week. And your games are going to get attention. You're going to have the best people calling your games um, everyone talks about the SEC every week and you're going to play the best competition. So if that's what you want as a player, and if you want to go to the senior bowl, and if you want to go to a good bowl game, and if you want to get good NIL attention, all of those things, maybe this is the right place for you. You might not go to the college football playoff right away. Hopefully in the future, that's, a, that's a goal, right? And hopefully your coaching staff is talking about that. And it's a top, at top of mind, but you also have to be realistic. And I think there are so many other things that as a player, I'd be interested in, in talking about and um, focusing on. Um, I think just probably as the college football playoff stands, teams in these conferences, no matter if you win, if you have fewer, you know, fewer than four losses, but more than two, you're, you're just not going to get in, right? That's just how it's set up. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. And But w- what Arkansas is doing right now is they're obviously attacking the transfer portal uh, very well. And and to me, that's one of – everybody knows what Michigan State did uh, this past year, uh, winning their 10 games and, and the work that they did in the portal before last year. But it seems like there's, there's a little bit of a blueprint out there for teams that don't recruit, you know, in the top five nationally – and Arkansas certainly falls into this category, and Sam Pittman is certainly taking advantage of this, as is Shane Beamer, as is Lane Kiffin. Different coaches around the SEC are really taking advantage of this. Is is the portal where you're not necessarily going to be able to, to recruit against Alabama for a lot of kids out of high school, but what you can do is become a, a transfer portal uh, destination, and Arkansas certainly uh, has become that. They obviously added – you know, Jaden Hazelwood from the portal. They've added Latavius Brini, Dwight McGlother, and some different guys with a lot of college and SEC experience. And that also allows you not to – that also allows you to bring along your high school signing class to where, you know, your freshmen aren't aren't pressured to play uh, right away. So Arkansas is really taking advantage uh, of the portal. And it's really – be it's a really interesting case study and we're early – into the portal days, but if Arkansas, if this blueprint does start to work for a lot of these teams, they're going to be well ahead of the curve, and and in turn, their their high school recruiting is going to get a lot better as well because they're going to be competing for for championships every year. Yeah, I think those are really good points, and it, it went it goes to show like how how well Arkansas did with the portal this past year, especially on the defensive line, um, and it also. I think one thing that is so important with the transfer portal is you're getting guys 
who are size ready to play. So you're, for example, with Arkansas, the guys you just talked about, you have two already from the SEC West and an Alabama linebacker and an LSU DB. And you, on the DB side, um, you're replacing Joe Fouché, Arkansas's um, DBs, and Greg Brooks, who are maybe 5'11", 6'1", whatever, with guys who are not only taller but bigger than them. And, you know, size and strength matter, um, especially in the SEC West. We talked about how important that is. You're going up against the top wideouts every game. Um, so when you're recruiting from the transfer portal, you're getting guys who are coming in here from the best strength and conditioning staffs in the country. And so there's a lot to be said about that because a freshman coming in here from high school may be amazing in a five-star or four-star, but he's got to come in here and put on some strength and weight. And so that's a really important factor that I think coaches have started to pick up on too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're also talking about game experience. They don't have, they know what it's like to travel. They know what game week is like. They know what the expectations are. And those are all, again, those intangible things. Um, but it's obviously becoming, like you said, the formula and how that you don't have to sit out. It's just, you know, the landscape changing. And, um, like I said, Arkansas found a lot of success on the defensive line with transfers last year. Um, and a couple from Mizzou, one even not from the SEC, but Illinois State's John Ridgway, who's now playing in the Senior Bowl this weekend. I mean, if you can one a guy his size who started at all but one game, and he the game he didn't start was because he had an appendectomy the week before. Um, sometimes you find those hidden gems in the transfer portal, and they have college experience, but it might be at a smaller school, and they're just they. They didn't get that SEC opportunity right out of high school because of grades or because they just went, they were overlooked. And so you find those type of guys too, and they can be, you know, the next great thing for you. No doubt. And, and, and obviously they got what you refer to Drew Sanders, the linebacker from Alabama certainly has incredible experience and, and it's really becoming a, like you said, Arkansas is becoming more of that portal destination now is where where guys are entering the portal they see the success the other guys from the portal are having at arkansas and they're they they want to go there as well when they see the the culture and the things that sam Pittman uh, has built but this season the nine win season has also already started to to help on the the 2023 class and obviously if you have success on the field uh, in 2022 that's only going to expand that but but just the the nine win season, most of the time you see that uh, carried over into the next recruiting cycle in 2023. And it, no, it's obviously early, but Arkansas has a already signed, already have, has a few guys committed uh, in the 2023 class and already has a top five class uh, in that regard as well. So very, a lot of positive things going on from the nine win season with the, the success in the portal right now and also the future uh, recruiting as well for the 2023 class. Yeah, and it it's kind of goes back even when Arkansas was winning early in the season. They had the kind of those win, and then they had the four-game losing stretch, and then they won at the end. Um, Coach Pittman talked about in multiple press conferences, just when you win, your brand um, gets talked about and your recruits talk about it. So when they beat Texas, the recruits were, you know, they were texting and talking with recruits or on Twitter or, how, you know, whatever. And when you beat any team, right, A&M or 
when you're close with Bama, like you're one touchdown away from beating Alabama, like all of these things, one point away from Ole Miss, your recruits are talking about it and players and former players and now social media, everyone sees it. And like you said, nine wins, you're up there with these teams um, that younger guys are talking and seeing those things. And um, that's, that's really what recruiting is, right? It's a word of mouth, you know, thing that you're just trying to get, you're just trying to win, win a guy over. And that's what it's about. And so I think when your brand is spoken about so highly and so often, um, you're, you're winning and that's, that's what they're doing. And I think it also speaks to how, well this coaching staff does at just being um genuine and there for the guys um coach Pittman and his his wife I think you know think that every player is like a a son to them and you can really get that sense in just every press conference with him um and so I think that's that shows through to parents and to to players and you know if I were a parent of a commit I'd I'd get that sense and um you know if I were wanting to come play here I'd want to play for somebody who was like a a father and uncle figure to me right so I think you just you can get that sense in any if you've listened to any press conference of his or anything like that and I'm sure it it's tenfold you know one-on-one in some you know somebody's house when they're you know really trying to, to recruit you yeah, I've seen a lot of the a lot of the recruits that that Arkansas already has uh, committed for the for the 2023 class. They obviously were on campus for for junior days the last couple of of weekends. And to me, that's really one of the underrated parts of of recruiting is is the player to player recruiting. It's not it's something that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. It seems like it's pretty pretty underrated. But when you have guys in the boat this early, especially a top guys for that particular class already posting about, you know, come posting on social media, talking about the the culture that Sam Pittman has built, the genuineness that he has and trying to get other guys to to come along with them. That's definitely something that that I feel like is is pretty underrated and doesn't get talked about enough. But but in this Arkansas class in the 2023 class, if it ends up being a top five class, then the, I think the player to player uh, recruiting is going to have a lot to do with that as well, just because a lot of these guys are already in the boat this early. And the coaching staff is thinking about that a lot too, right? Like when I was, went to school at North Carolina, the other Carolina, um, the real Carolina, um, (laughs) I worked in Carolina's recruiting office and there was a lot of thought going into you know, a kid's on campus for his official visit, who's he going to stay with? Is it going to be somebody from his position group so he can see um, what it's going to be like in those meetings? Or is it going to be someone from his hometown or a similar state? Um, Someone with a similar major, someone just with similar interests or vibe, what kind of connection? And it makes me laugh because it it resembles um, sorority recruitment. (laughs) in a way. And I also, when I was there was recruitment chair. And when you have potential new members is what we call them coming to the house. Every round you're matching up a girl with whatever girl you think she's going to have the best conversation and connection with. Does she have a similar major again, a hometown? Is she from out of state? Is she, um, you know, 
first generation college student? Does she have an interest in joining XYZ club? All of those things go into, you know, you're trying to create this, this friendship and whatever. And the same thing goes into recruiting um, football player to football player, right? And you're just trying to create those, those bonds and all of those things. And so a lot goes into matching up a guy with the person who he's going to hang out with on that weekend and then hopefully in the future. So um, I always think it's interesting thinking about that side. Um, like you said, the player to player recruitment is obviously going on on social media nowadays, but you know, still that old fashioned official visit is probably, you remember going to college and you're visiting and you see it and you can feel yourself there and you know, what's going to make you feel like an actual student there they, they try to mimic that as closely as possible. And so obviously you want it to be as authentic and genuine and um, natural as possible. But there's, you know, a little bit of manipulation in like, who are you going to hang out with and all of those things. And so I definitely remember that from UNC. And I know it's the same at most schools of who's this guy going to get along with and, you know, who should, what classes should he maybe go into or who should take him on a tour of campus, all of those things. Yeah, those are definitely definitely important uh, decisions to make as the as the visit you know, gets closer, and uh, certainly want the, all the recruits to be as comfortable uh, as possible. And it seems seems like from all the the rave reviews that that the recruits have given, especially with the transfer portal guys in this class and the twenty twenty two class, the other guys in the twenty twenty two class, and already uh, the guys that are committed. Uh, in the 23 class, they have nothing but great things to to say about how genuine Sam Pittman and his his staff are, and that's that's really it's really you know important just to make make everybody feel feel so much at home uh, in Fayetteville where they're going to be spending the next you'd hope three to four years uh, of their lives. Absolutely, I think you know that's the what you can argue about all of the great coaches is. That, that connection that they make with players and what makes a great coach. Um, and I think that's the, one of what's been maybe a, a problem as of late at Arkansas is a lot of turnover. And that's what we were trying to um, change. Um, and so obviously, like, you know, there's going to be position coach turnover, which, you know, you hope there's not a lot of, but inevitably a coach is going to get a better or a bigger or a different opportunity. Um, but as far as like the main skeleton staff, you want it to be, you want it to stay. You want it to last. This is Coach Pittman's last job. Um, you want him to be here. You want him to be here for this guy and maybe his brother and his friends and all you know all of those things. And um, I, I think he's he's proving that. And hopefully it'll just continue to prove itself in more wins and um, you know better bowl games and all of those things that are actually tangible and um, that you know, the university likes, cause you know, we can talk about, um, you know, how genuine you are and how nice you are and, you know, nine wins is good, but you know, fewer losses, more wins at the end of the day, you know, it is going to come down to a numbers thing. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's always, always about wins and losses and got to certainly have a feeling there's a lot more uh, wins in, in Sam Pittman's future and, and Arkansas's future as well. And, and Jordan, thanks so much for, for taking the time today. I know you've, on your off day, I know we, we got you to come on here uh, on your off day, but I know you got a lot of exciting things coming up. But tell everybody where they can find you on social media and, and what you got uh, coming up with your work. 
Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and um, appreciate you reaching out. Uh, Jordan Black with you um, on all social media. That's the easiest way. Uh, just make sure you get the spelling right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, a little bit different spelling, but if you if you're watching on YouTube, we got it got it there for you. So you know where to you know where to follow Jordan if you exactly. if you're watching on YouTube. Oh yeah, I guess if you're listening, it's J O U R D A N. Black like the color. <laughs> you for unique. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And Jordan, thanks again. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks so much to Jordan for coming on today. Thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.